Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me from distant lands, as always, my good friend, Ethan Carter. Hi, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's Tuesday night tonight. Tuesday night. Yeah, we. Uh, I had a little uh, anniversary. 18 years last Congratulations. night. Congratulations. Yeah, 18 years. I have outlasted some Hollywood marriages by exponential numbers. By so. about... Eight, uh, 17 years <laughs> about 17 years yeah <laughs> so we had a we had a wonderful dinner and it was cool because it was my first real restaurant since having my surgery oh, so like nice. going out to eat is uh, i've had like terrible anxiety about going to restaurants yeah and i did it and i didn't i ate half my dinner like a good boy and uh I felt good afterwards because I was like, wow, I actually got over the anxiety of doing this. So That's awesome. Yeah. It's... Well, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. We actually, believe it or not, guys, another week in a row, we have a guest. That's right. We have a guest. We have um, this guy who I got his name wrong and told him he would give me crap for it. And <laughs> actually, he ended up sending me an Instagram message and saying, consider yourself getting crap, which I thought was absolutely hysterical. We have... Nick from Build Dad Build. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good. So, yeah, I figured we had to have you on because you are, you're a, I, I'm, as my mother would say, you're a character. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. Like, you have, you have a larger than life personality that just, it gets me, man. It's like, it's infectious. And it's, it's, it comes across at least as very genuine too, which I love. Yeah, yeah. So how, not to like blow up any spots or anything, but how close is what we see in your Instagram stories to the actual real life Nick? Um, that is a, a lot more me than than you would think. Cool, <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, talk to my wife. She's not a she's not a huge fan of of, of that Nick, but uh, but that is uh, that's me having a good time. Well, so, and, and two weeks in a row too. This is uh, me and Nick met in person at WorkbenchCon again, and I will vouch that Nick, you're pretty much who you are. And I like that. That's in the best way. I, I try to be. <laughs> I, love, I love how I know when I wake up in the morning, somewhere around when I wake up, there's going to be at least one story about a run that you just did. <laughs> and then you're kind of like your morning coffee chat. It's like, you know, 12, 13 segments on your Instagram stories. I've kind of come, that's kind of become my morning routine is to watch you on Instagram. And it's... It's neat because I don't usually get invested in... Usually I end up muting people that post that much, but there's something about your vibe that I just dig. I like watching your morning chats. Well, and you got... In, so my morning routine is watching him and then going to yours, Vincent, and seeing that you ran and then just, <laughs> just and then just crying a little bit into my car. That's... that's and feeling just really good about myself. In your, in your tidy just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one of the reasons... Honestly, one of the reasons I started... I mean, my friend said she was going to do a couch to 5K. Um, and I'm like, I've done that before, but I've never really committed to doing it. And I wanted to do that again. And then, you know, I see Nick running every freaking day, two times a day. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I got to just get off my ass and just do this. <laughs> and look, I'm not going to pretend that I'm in your league, man. I, I'm not even... I'm not even on the same field, but I am, I am definitely motivated by watching, you know, you come in and it's like, yeah, I did 10 miles. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't even drive 10 miles to get to the place where I run for two. So what's, what got that going for you? Have you always been a runner or? Uh, no, uh, I don't know exactly what got that going. Well, okay. So originally what got that going is I'm always like 
I always want to <clears throat> do that thing. So my wife started running, and she was, you know, doing some races and stuff like that. And I was like, I want to, I want to run a marathon. I don't want to run ten marathons. I don't want to run twenty marathons. I just want to run a marathon. Wow. So when I ran my marathon, <laughs> <laughs> I think I could run probably about eight miles. I think I got up to where I was running eight miles. And wow. then you did a marathon. Yeah, so oh, so my wow. marathon was uh, was like five and a half hours long, and the next day I couldn't walk upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't walk so upstairs just thinking about a marathon. <laughs> um, wasn't it? But honestly, and then I've never run another marathon. That was the only marathon I ever did. Wow. Uh, just because I don't uh, like for me, running is much more of a like I'm in my little space doing my thing mm-hmm. thing. Uh huh. So after I got one marathon under my belt, I was I was done, uh, and then I was kind of bounced back and forth with just you know kind of doing some weights, doing a little bit of running, and I right I want to say right around the time the kids uh, I mean well let's uh, let me back up just a sec I uh, I started doing some triathlon stuff so oh, wow. I did some sprint triathlons um, I was training for a. Uh, a full and I never I, I can't remember it might have been the kids that's why I didn't do that um, but I wasn't really doing distance or anything like that but when I was training for the marathon I'm sorry when I was training for the triathlons uh, riding the bike a lot really improved my run really oh, yeah see see I knew see <laughs> I wasn't that far off <laughs> so I got to where um, so I went and ran a race which is a little like little bull poopy race right it was just a, like a little 5k monster mash type thing um and i was running and i was like huh and it was one of those things where there was a 5k and a 10k so it wasn't oh, yeah. like i was out in front of everybody but i realized that everybody kind of stopped kind of dropped off from around me and you kind of start questioning if you're running the right way still and then you see like the water station <laughs> and uh, so I, f- I finished, and then they were calling the names, and I, I got first place. Wow. In, in my Damn. Age. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and so it kind of snowballed from there, and then I just kept running. And But when I really started like improving my speed uh, was, was when the kids, uh, when I found out my wife was pregnant, and um, at, shortly after they were born, I started having to get up super early in the morning Right. run on the treadmill and I had a very finite amount of time to run. So if I wanted to do X amount of miles, I had to make sure that I ran fast enough to get those miles. I, I no longer could just be like, oh, I've run around five miles. I don't think I've ever heard that as motivation before. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that what, is pretty oh, damn amazing, actually. The kids? Yeah. Well, so the funny thing is, um, after that, um, so that went on for a while. And then, uh, not to throw the big downer in there, but we lost our house in Harvey. Oh, man. Um, and we had to end up moving in with my parents. So I, and I lost my treadmill. So a friend of mine tried, uh, donated me a treadmill, but we had to put it in the garage. So I had to get up in the, <laughs> had to get up at three in the morning oh and go God. out to my parents' garage, get on the treadmill and, uh, and run in the, in the garage for an hour or whatever. Um, and that sucked so bad because <laughs> it's not, you know, garage isn't really climate controlled. So in right. Houston, so it's, you know, smoking hot and a thousand, humidity uh and i just i got to the point where i was like okay i want to get i want to be in and out as fast as possible and so i just got to where i was running the pretty pretty quick clip 
That's crazy. That is that I, I'm 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 just amazed. I mean, I know what it's taking me to get to a point where I can do well. We okay. So I, for those of you that don't know how Couch to Five K works, basically you run. You start by running and walking, and they're interspersed. They're intervals of running and walking, and as you progress through the program you run more and walk less until you're completely running a 5k it's supposed to take eight weeks but i don't know anyone that's ever done it in eight (laughs) weeks and i love i love how you can you can really feel the improvement the more you do it so i imagine that you know motivating right yeah Yeah. i mean so two weeks ago i tried to do week three uh, week two rather i did halfway through the first run of week two and I couldn't even finish it. I had to stop. And it's the first time I stopped since I started this at the end of August. Well, today, I finished week two. And I'm going to start awesome. week three on Thursday. Nice. So yeah, I, 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 I'm feeling, I'm, I, I can see, I'm, I'm starting to understand why runners run. Like, it's, it makes sense. Because when you see the improvement and you see your stamina going up and you see how much easier it's getting, it really does motivate you. It's very, very motivating. Well, and from what I understand, again, I, I don't run that much myself, but I'm surrounded by runners. And my understanding is, like, then your body eventually starts to crave it, right? It I does. Mean, it's, it's it like, does. If, if I don't go, if I don't go, and I imagine, Nick, it's probably even more profound for you, but if I don't go on a day I'm supposed to go, I'm like, I feel like my brain is just like, what are you doing? No, this is run day. Why aren't you running today, you know? And I get out there in the morning. I'm there before pretty much anyone else gets there, and I'm... It's the same people there every day, and we see the same people all the time, and it kind of becomes like your people. They become your people. I mean, Nick, you, am I right? Or uh, when I when I used to run like outside, yeah, you have people. Yeah. Uh, but as far as uh, yeah, it's my that's my stress relief. That is mm-hmm. my that is my 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 me time. So like every once in a while, my son Ozzy will get up. Um, and he wants to come and like hang out and I'm like, okay, but here's the rule. Like you have to sit over there in the corner and shut up. <laughs> this is daddy's run time. And he'll, you know, he'll screw off a little bit, but he's usually pretty good about it. Yeah. He just wants to be out there with you. Yeah. yeah. That's my time, man. I yeah. Yeah. To, right. Totally. I, I never thought that that would be something I'd be into, like the solitude of it and just being alone with your thoughts and, you know, even a, a podcast or music or whatever, but I've come. That's the part I seem to enjoy: the drive there, the drive home, and then the run while I'm there, where I'm not talking to anyone. My phone's on do not disturb. It's just me for like at least a half hour of just peace. Yeah, I can see that. It's amazing. Yeah, I get. I'm so into it, and it's it makes me so happy. And I, I you know, part of me is like, I just wish I was better at it. But you know what? (laughs) I'm going to get better at it because I'm committed to doing it. So that's right. Oh yeah. What would you? I mean, believe me. What it, would, it took me a long time to get where I am. What would you recommend for someone who wants to get started? Because get look, everybody knows that, like with anything else, getting started is the hardest part. Yeah, literally the hardest part. Like getting your ass off the couch is the hardest part. So, how do you re- do? You have any tips for people that are just getting started, or ways that they can ease into it, or anything that you learned that you want to pass along? What I always tell everybody is is two things, and you'll hear this about uh, about making a YouTube channel too, but it, it, you just get one. You I'm just got to get out there and do it. <laughs> just have to get out there and do it. Yeah. You know, you can you can make a thousand excuses, which everybody does. Mm-hmm. You just got to get out there and do it. So my so my my I guess advice to anybody is always this: you're going to run a mile. 
Okay, so you you want to find some place where you have a, like a running trail or whatever um, that's 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 half a mile long. Mm-hmm. Okay, not a circle. Okay, so no no loops, no tracks. Right, go out on a trail or something where you have to run to some point and turn around and come back. Because once you get to that half mile you have to come back because that's where your car is, right? Right. Like if you're running, if you're running on a track, you can quit at any time. Good point. The thing is you start, you run as long as you can. If that's a hundred yards. Okay. And then walk until you feel like you can run again. And you just keep doing that until you get to your half mile mark, turn around and do it back. And then your goal is to just shorten those walking periods until you're, until you're running the entire time. Because right now, nobody gives a shit how, uh, like, if you're running a 15-minute mile, you're still running a mile. Right. Right. And right. honestly, to be totally honest with you, somebody that runs a 15-minute mile, when I run, a, when I run like a five-and-a-half-minute mile, they're burning more calories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, because, it, because the, the return on speed is not, is not exponentially better, or it's not equally better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, think about it. So you run, you run for 15 minutes. I run for five. One, my body is more used to running at five. Two, you did 15 minutes of cardio. I did five. Right. Right. Good point. I'm actually just, just for reference, I'm at like a 17 minute mile now. Nice. Which is, which, which was a 19 minute mile when I started. So. Um, exactly every every little bit right. It's kind of like making right. Like, you know, you, 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 your skills get better. Well, I mean, this isn't a skill, but it is something that your body just gets better at handling. It's, right, for sure. Right. That's crazy. I, I just, I got to tell you, man, just on days, some days where I don't feel like doing it, and I see that you you came back in, it's like, oh, I just did my 11 today. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I got to get my ass out. Let's go. Let's go. It's on. <laughs> that's why, and that's why I always, every day, I always, I always post when I get there. I always post a picture of it just to say, hey, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm yeah. proud of that picture every day because I can say, hey, this is my day to run. And look, I'm here running, you know, so. Totally. I've had a lot of random people send me messages saying the same thing. Like, oh, well, you know, I just got to say that I just ran my first 5K or something along those lines because I watch your post. Which, you know, you always hear like, oh, hey, like, look, Nick's running again. You know, great mm-hmm. post, bud. <laughs> um, and and the thing is, I'm like, you know what? I'm not posting that for you, ass. I'm posting right. for the people that want to be inspired. Right, Absolutely. right. So. Yeah, and and it does work. I I find I find inspiration, and you know we've talked about it about mm-hmm. a bazillion times on this podcast. But I find inspiration to be an incredibly underrated thing for people that make stuff and post stuff and create content. I don't necessarily need people to make the stuff I'm making, but right. I want you to see that you can. You know, and just maybe, maybe you see something I made and you go, huh, maybe that'll get me into making, I don't know, pendants or leather bracelets or something, you know? We don't... I think that's also like why people, whenever you post about, and we've talked about this too, but whenever you post about making a mistake or something like that, those, I get the more, I get so much more feedback from those than I do from when I post something that went really well. And I think that's just because it inspires people to, that it doesn't have to be perfect, it just gets them going, Right. Yeah, and we are the masters of not getting things perfect. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I do well, it every day. <laughs> see, but I think that's. Yeah, I, and and I kind of, I kind of go the same route. I, I, I ask my subscribers, like I'll ask them questions and things like that. Mm-hmm. And 
they all say, well, not they all, but the ones that respond normally say, you know, hey, yeah, leave the mistakes in. Right. And I mean, I think you you got to realize that if you think that I walk out of my shop and I crank out whatever I crank out and there was no problems along the way, you are sadly mistaken. Exactly. What was that? I think but, and that's part of the process and the enjoyment, at least for me. Like, I, I enjoy the fact when I don't get it right because I'm you learn every time. Right. Well, and that's my, I mean, that's kind of my whole, uh, people don't problem solve enough. Right, right. They I give mean, up, right. Yeah, you know, a lot of corporate culture is, is here, push this button and get this response and blah, blah, blah. And you, if, if you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't problem solve on a regular basis, like mm-hmm. you don't know how to problem solve. And that's a pretty important skill to have in life. Well, that was well, um, yeah, Eric yeah. Gorgeous was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, talks about that in the book Craftsman, A Craftsman's Legacy. He talks about talks about it quite in quite a few chapters, where people that you know he interviewed or talked about for the book or the stories he told in the book, where people are like, yeah, well, you know, if you don't if you don't learn to screw things up, you don't learn how to fix things. You don't learn how to problem solve. That's your number one skill from screwing things up is figuring out how to fix your screw ups. And isn't that what Bob always says too? He's like, yep. we're, we're problem solvers. That's, that's what makers are. They're right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it really is something that we need to internalize more that not every, not every mistake is unrecoverable. You don't have right. to start over every time you screw up. Right. God not knows. <laughs> You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, if you did that, nothing would ever get done. It, literally, nothing would ever get done. I mean, I've thrown away. I, I you know, I'm right now. I'm looking in my garbage pail next to my my workstation <laughs> here. There's five pieces in there, but they aren't screw ups that I can fix. They're resin that didn't cure right, or something that shifted when it was curing and it just ruined it. And that's going to happen, right? Those things, obviously, you can't fix those. But if you, you know, make a cutting board and you try to set up your router the right way and you take too big a bite and it dances across the face of your cutting board that you made for a client that, that you're charging. That's never happened, though, to you, right? No, never. I don't know why. I'm, <laughs> I'm just making a hypothetical here. Um, you know, if something like that happens, take it out to the planer, make it a thinner cutting board and keep it for yourself. Right. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> That right. would be well, embarrassing. Well, I was talking to uh, Bruce this weekend because I was having trouble with the the lamp I was making, the bent plywood lamp thing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and again, that's part of my favorite part is like when things don't go right. It's like all right, now it's on to figure out a solution, and and that's exciting. And you don't give up. Again, there's the catastrophic failures that we all encounter, and those go in the scrap. Sure, but totally. If but if it's uh, uh, something that's just not what you planned. That's that's the real fun for me. That's when it starts because it's like, all right, how am I going to figure this out? I had when I was learning how to make when I was learning how to make the pendants that are my become my trademark. Oddly enough, <laughs> um, I had I just started really recovering from surgery, so I started making them because I didn't have to go anywhere to make them. I could literally make them at my kitchen table, and I didn't have to right. be wandering around the shop and whatever. And I set everything up, and I I did the first round of them with some really expensive resin that I bought at Michael's, and they stayed they came out lumpy and weird, and I was very upset about that, right? And you know what I figured out because I wanted to save one of them, one of them in particular. I was like, I have to save this one. I saved it. I took some of the UV resin, which I hadn't experimented with, and I brushed it on over the top, and I put it back in the thing and let it cure for a little while. When it came out, it was perfectly smooth. Instead of throwing away the pendant frame, the stones, and everything, 
I ended up figuring out like, oh, okay, if I screw up something with resin, I can just paint a little more resin on top with a brush. It'll level itself. You put it and cure it, and it'll look it brand new, and no one will ever see. Yep. And once you learn that you can fix your mistakes, you're not as afraid to make them anymore. <laughs> what, yeah, well, I mean, what's that cliche comment? But I, I say it all the time, and I swear by it, is that being a good maker or a good craftsman is not about avoiding mistakes. It's about fixing mistakes, right? Yep. I would totally, I totally agree with that. Um, so, so it, it, we kind of gloss over, but Nick, like, what do you give us a little background? I, is that okay? Like, sure, who, who are you? What do you like? What's your deal? What do you do? What do I do? Um, <laughs> I am. I'm recently a full time content creator on uh-huh. the YouTube's, and that is awesome. Congratulations! Well, thank you. I hope someday it makes money. <laughs> well, so the reason yeah. I didn't ask you that right away was because I wanted to tie in what you're doing to the listener feed because we actually got oh, listener oh, feedback. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, but we we did get a good piece of listener feedback about something we talked about last week. Hmm. And I figured we can go into it because it kind of ties into Nick's story a little bit. So oh, okay. I'm going to read the listener feedback. It's from Luther Woodworks. And he said, I've so much enjoyed listening to the podcast. Thank you. Um, I'm currently on episode 14. You'd mentioned a host of another podcast giving his advice on monetization on YouTube. I believe you were talking about blank, correct? Yes, we were. And I actually confirmed (laughs) who we were talking about with him privately. Um, I can vaguely remember him saying something like that. I can relate to being demonetized as well. I have just under 1,000 subs. It's not bad, by the way. Um, Last I checked, it was around 990, but I also don't have the views. After it happened, it kind of took the wind out of my sails and took away the drive for me to make videos on a regular basis. I'd, I had pretty, I guess, pretty much received $200 checks or deposits from YouTube over the course. It was something that motivated motivated to continue on YouTube. So when they changed the demonetization policy, uh, gotcha. this guy basically Start lost yeah. what little bit of pocket change he was getting out of YouTube. Right. So... You recently started doing YouTube full time, and I'm wondering how it's working out for you. Is it, you know, is, are the monetization rules killing you? Or are they are you just dealing with it? Like, how's it going for you? Well, the monetization is, I mean, it's nice, but in a in a maker's a, a maker's YouTube channel, that's not where you make your money. Right, mm-hmm. right. You make your money through sponsors, and you make your money through merch. Right, merch uh, is definitely the big one, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. and so what you or things, see a and, lot. and things like Patreon and those types of things, right? Too, right, yeah, yeah, right, and other support. Um, so I mean, like YouTube, like you, you want to be able to to monetize, right? Because that's another revenue stream, right? But that's really not the thing that you should really be aiming for. Um, and I guess in the in the makerspace, if if you if you're a Casey Neistat, you can make money. <laughs> with with ad sets, right? You know, you right. can true because you, you have ten million people watching every video. E- exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas, I, I mean, it, like, it, it, I get a paycheck. It's just not a big paycheck. Honestly, my paycheck, the, the paycheck that I get from AdSense probably covers my actually. <laughs> it probably gets close to covering my my supplies. My right. <laughs> uh, it, it's not. I mean, it's not a ton of money. Um. If 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 I if I could be in a perfect world, I would I would not have gone full time when I went full time. Interesting. <laughs> um, I was I was in a position where I was having a lot of health problems, and I had a doctor that was like, 
you have to quit your job. <laughs> you need to change something, right? Jesus. Yeah. Right. Well, right. because I was having all these issues, and every time I would go in for any sort of test and everything, they're like, you're fine. There's, the, there's nothing wrong with you. Oh, it's wow. just the job. Yeah. It's all psychosomatic. Right. And oh. it was... Wow. I, I cannot... I cannot explain the feeling of elation mm. <laughs> that I had when I, I turned in my two weeks notice. I wow. woke up that morning. I woke up that morning and I had like just like these horrible stomach cramps. That's just one of the things that I've been having problems with. And I was like, this is a horrible decision. I should not do this. Like I should not quit my job. It's a bad idea. And I got to work and I'd already typed up my letter of resignation. I'm doing it doing it uh so i took it over my boss and gave it to her and she didn't flip out which is my concern is that she was gonna freak out right um and as soon as she didn't freak out like bliss Hmm. so i realized now it's the right decision right so i realized that the the concern i was having was her reaction and not that i wasn't doing the right thing wow interesting uh, but I mean, honestly, it was one of those things where I, I mean, I, my wife and I sat down, we looked at savings, we figured out how we can cut back in some areas. My wife makes a decent amount of money. So it's not like I'm just, you know, willy nilly quitting right. my job. And honestly, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make me money at some point in time, I'm going to have to go, you know, be right. a Lowe's greeter, but <laughs> not that's, so bad. we're not really hoping for that. We're really hoping for the other. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, so far though, I mean, it's been a, it's been a crazy little ride. It's kind of one of those things where it's weird to wake up and like, you know, answering, answering comments is, is right. part of your job. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think, you, you know, I, 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 you certainly seem like from what I've seen, the type of personality that, um, that still works, right? I mean, it's work. We're, the going full time means you're going full time. It doesn't mean you're not working ever. Right. Oh right. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of people get. Th- I think a lot of people get that wrong. They're like, "Oh, you're going full time. You have all this free time now." No. no. Now I'm my own employer. I have a lot more to right. do now. Right. Well, and I actually I wrote a blog post on that that I was like, if you think that going full time yeah. is going to be you Vacate. in the shop all the time, you are sadly mistaken. Right. Uh, need I quote Jason Stapleton again, who says, "No matter what you do when you own your own business, your business is marketing and sales." Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. That's it. Totally. I mean, oh, that's yeah. it. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I was always like, on the rare occasion, because I don't want to like, I work out of my garage, so I don't want to like open the doors and start sawing shit at seven in the morning. <laughs> You'd fit right in in my neighborhood, by the way. You want to. You just aren't well, I, yeah, I, I want to. Um, I'm, you know, I just try to respect my, my neighbors, especially since, you know, they, they might have... Might have a little bit of an issue with the fact that I have a blowtorch in my garage. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. I want to come back to that. <laughs> but uh, a lot of times, it's not that I don't want to. It's that I have so much, uh, and I always call it paperwork. It's stuff on the mm-hmm. computer. But I have so much paperwork to do upstairs in my office that a lot of times, like today, I was like, oh, I don't have anything to do. Three hours later... Right. Uh, I'm walking into the shop at 10:30, you know, because I had to I had some invoices that I had to record and just different stuff like that and people are asking me questions and I take well, the questions seriously, you know. Like I've got some people that come to me um I, I have a video where I uh I did some uh, burnt wood and I stained it and there uh, 
and people have asked me about the stains, and I can tell you the stains that I got in the States, but those stains aren't available in the UK. Mm. So a lot of times I, I'll get questions from like the UK or different areas where they're like, well, what's the equivalent? Well, shit, I don't know. <laughs> right. And the sad thing is it's like you would treat any one of your relatives, right? Like you really want to say just Google it. Right, but, right. <laughs> but you don't. You Google it and then you like send them a link and be like, oh, here you go. This is what it is. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I ended up doing a lot of research on that too. So No, it is amazing too. I- at least from my experience, there's been there's some people that are completely not thankful at all. But like, there's been so many people that asked about like leather work, or especially when I did the uh, like sand etched some glasses and stuff like that. That people are just curious as to what I used, and I could say just go Google it, uh, go to Amazon and search sand etching, and you'll find it. You know, but instead I sent a screenshot, and you know what? There. Th- those people are engaged from now on like they're they are committed to me and and so on because they you've gone the extra mile right right yeah and uh, well i think i asked you the same question i think you sent me that same screenshot did i oh yeah well yeah so you are one of those people well no but i was not talking about you um i was talking about it's funny that there's like what is it about that though? The, something about sand etching is like mystical, and we th- we had this conversation actually, and now I'm remembering. It was like it's not that hard, really, right? It's it's a pretty simple thing, but it's one of those things that comes across as more challenging than it is. Right. Well, and yeah. Well, the thing, the whole, the reason it came up is because uh, I had had some glasses made for my parents' like fiftieth wedding anniversary that that had like I guess printing on them, you know. Um, and it said a last name and like, you know, their little, their little wedding saying and whatnot. And they're, you know, they're, that was 10, God, that was 15 years ago. Um, and that, and all that, it's not etched. So all that's rubbing off. And so I was like, well, I want to get you some guys, some new glasses, but I want to get them etched because I want it to last. Right. Um, and I started looking into it and people charge a lot of money to have that done. They okay. sure do, and and it, I think it's because it, it, it's people think it's more complicated than it is. You know, it's it's crazy because I I actually have sitting right behind me on my shelf of supplies, I have four very nice beer tumble um, beer um, pilsner glasses, pilsner mm-hmm. glasses, and I have the chemical etchant, and I have stencil stuff for my cricket, and. I've watched a million videos on it, and I haven't had a need to do it yet, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't believe people charge what they charge to do this. It's amazing, yeah. Like, I, if you have a cricket, a paintbrush, the chemical, and some glass, you could literally do this. It's it's a it's a 20-minute process. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. No, and actually, that's, I mean, I think, Nick, you really should do that. I mean, I think that's totally on brand with you, with the smoking, the whiskey, and stuff like that. You should, I mean, you should definitely come up with a line, I think. It will happen. Yeah, you should. <laughs> it will happen. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I'd like so many things going on. So, yes, uh, right, exactly. It just gets crazy. Yeah. Well, your last your last video we were talking about it beforehand was just a, a roller coaster of emotions with the uh, the table and the stuff that went wrong, the stuff that went right, the experiments that didn't quite work, the experiments that worked great, and you ended up cranking out an absolutely beautiful table, and I was along for the entire ride and enjoyed every minute of that video. <laughs> but uh, watching you work on it was like, 
I was getting antsy, like when you were doing the fine detail on the on the drawing on the top, and I was like, "Oh man, I'd be so nervous. I'm just going to blow out one of the lines <laughs> as I'm doing this." Or, you know, when you're hitting it with the torch, I'm like, "Yep, I would have set that on fire." <laughs> but Vincent, don't you feel like I mean, and this is one of the things I like about your videos, Nick, is that you feel like you're along for the ride the whole time, right? Like you're part of the the build. It's a complete narrative. There's yeah. a complete story to yep. the build, which is, it's really, you do a good job of putting out a video that isn't just, I do this, and then I do this, and then I do this, and look, I got a project. Right. Okay, that's great. You know, I, I like more of a narrative type of story for my videos. I just do. I enjoy yeah, it more. My wife so, hates when anyone talks at all in the video. She wants. She so your wants wife like, is not a fan. We'll just my, like not. <laughs> my wife is a Jimmy. Dur- my wife loves Jimmy's videos yes, more okay. than anyone else's because you know the most you may get is the occasional chipmunk voice from the radio in the background. And, and it is kind of funny, like because he's had to do voiceovers for some product deals or whatever or mm-hmm. sponsorships, and it is it's it, it doesn't work the same. And again, I love Jimmy. You know I do, but it's oh. it is funny. It's it's just not patron, his style. I'm a patron. I'm a patron of his. I've been one for a long time. And one of the benefits of being a patron is you get the VO. Yeah. I don't even watch them. Yeah. I just want to support Jimmy. I don't need to watch the VO. I don't. Right. It, it would be weird to see a Duresta. When he posts the old Duresta videos. Mm-hmm. Classic Duresta. Yeah, classic Duresta classic with his voiceover. Duresta. It sounds weird. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, this is a Jimmy video with him talking. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> well, and like, so the pacing of his videos doesn't fit his voice. I think that's the whole oh. thing. Like, like he's it's it's going it's going fast and you're kind of like on this like little ride and that's then it's a like, really good point. I don't think Jimmy's I never so thought about back. that. Yeah, you know, no, he's just totally. like, oh hey, and now we're gonna do this, and you're like, and his hands are moving a mile a minute. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really I really had never thought about that, but I think that's exactly it. That's yeah. quite perceptive. I got to yeah. give you credit for that one because I never thought of it, and that's probably why I don't watch the VOs because they just he's such a chill dude and everything is hyper sped up. Unless right. he's doing the dramatic drop of something on the table <laughs> or the the duress the plate on the floor or something. Wow. <laughs> or that head and shoulders. You guys see the head and shoulders uh, <laughs> ad that he did with, um, what's his name? I'm blanking. Skull and Spade. Um, Brett? Brett. Oh, Brett. Yeah, Brett, Brett, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys see that? Brett, Brett. No, I didn't. Oh, so head and shoulders, they must have thrown a ton of money out there because they got like Ben Ueda and they got Jimmy. But they did this. It was I can't even remember the the premise. It was like this or that are you pro something or are you pro something else and long story short it ended with so jimmy uh, and brett did this thing where jimmy takes his hat off and like he's bald you know he's bald kind of balding and he shakes his head and then it switches to brett and he's like got that long flowing hair it was so painfully <laughs> awkward but hilarious like painfully awkward in the in a funny hilarious way in the best possible in the best way, possible way. <laughs> I love I love I love when when the makers that we watch kind of step out of their comfort zone a little bit and yeah. do something a little bit unusual. Right. Like I one of the reasons I like Bob's videos so much and my wife is already going, "Yep, mentioned Bob again, didn't you?" <laughs> but one of the reasons I like Bob's videos so much is that it's like a grab bag. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know what he's going to make on any given week. And right. I you know, we've talked about it and I realized it even more this week that you know, as far as like maker videos, I don't want to watch like a straight up woodworking video anymore. Like yeah. I'm just, it just doesn't do it for me. You know, like it's been cool seeing all the bent lamination stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Brook just did an amazing, 
amazing reverse river table that was one of the most beautiful tables oh, I've yeah, ever yeah. seen. It's yeah. stunning. You know, those kind of projects I'm totally down for. But then I watch a video where it's like, oh, look, we're going to learn how to make this jig. And I'm like, nope, next. Yeah. You know, and just put that next in the line. What kind of stuff are you watching these days, Nick? Are you? Is there anything that you catches your eye as something you're enjoying? Or? Um, I, I kind of hit... The, the the main ones um like uh bendy Wade is always fascinating to me uh the stuff he comes up with and the the fact that he makes things so simple kind of drives me nuts a little bit it's always like how why why didn't i think of that right dang it right <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's just it's 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 so ridiculously easy just he i love the way he i love the way he integrates plywood i i i'm fascinated by him and mike montgomery and what they do with plywood it's just like the most basic available affordable material and he's doing he does incredible stuff with plywood and it's like i can't even i don't even have that much plywood and he's like making furniture and combining it with cement and i think it's i think it's goes to that it's it's the materials are simple the process is simple and it has that like I could have done that and I could have come up with that and that it's like it's almost like frustrating but you're also so impressed that it's pulls you in right right yeah so we are about I totally agree with you I mean that and I think I said that when I was first on Vincent was just Benuita his brain and the way he works is very intriguing again I don't make anything that he's ever made um, but I've I've learned something from every or learned or been inspired by it every one of his videos. I when I think of people like that I think of Nick from um from uh Pask Makes and his videos and the way he thinks and the projects he takes on that are just utter insanity. Just like how would you like he made well, the the video that's emblematic of the kind of stuff I'm talking about when he did the Rubik's cube. And you know, he he was convinced he's like this is crap because it didn't really work and I'm sitting there going you made a Rubik's cube. <laughs> it's more about the process and the again. I think most a lot of people are tuning in, quote unquote, to see how you're thinking about things and how people are problem solving. Right? It's not about right. did it work or not. It's yeah. So we're gonna we're at about we're at about the halfway mark. So we're gonna take a quick break and uh, talk to our spot. Well, talk to. Haha. <laughs> no, we won't talk to. <laughs> we're gonna talk about our sponsor, and we'll be back in a second. So your YouTube channel is actually it's actually doing pretty well. Um, how do you, how are you measuring your growth? Like, I know you can look at the numbers, but like, what are you, do you have like in like yardsticks in your head where you go, I want to be at this point by this date or is or it I more of this a, to happen? Yeah. Right. Like, do you have measuring sticks for everything or are you just riding it and hoping it grows? Like what's your plan? Well, so I, I, I use a lot of YouTube's metrics, mm-hmm. uh, because my, my subscribers are, are growing pretty steady. Yep. Like, that's that's not a... I mean, it's like, right now, that's not a huge concern. Um, and, like, my views are doing okay. They're not doing great. But what I look at a lot more is average view duration. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, okay. And, yep. and overall watch time. So your yeah. retention's because, good, then. Right. So, good, good. like, I just, I just pulled up the screen. The last video... Uh, that I put out the the, the logo table, I mm-hmm. guess I'll call it the, mm-hmm. the Grim Reaper table. It's it, it's ranking as six out of ten for my last ten videos. 
Okay. But my average view duration on that ta- on on that video is up sixty seven percent. Wow. Which means that the people that are watching it are staying are watching it. That's great. What? Well, it's a it's a very the good thing about that video is it's it's engaging. And it's there's a lot going on, so it's a it's the perfect storm of things that would keep you interested, because there's there's trial, there's tribulation, there's heartache, and there's an amazing table at the end of it. So, right. And we talked about uh, wow, I just totally blanked on something. Uh, da, 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 da. We talked about something completely different. <laughs> uh, we talked about the table. Oh, we talked about voiceover. That's what oh we yeah yeah yeah. And everybody told me so. I do a lot of research for the channel, and I, I, like most of the research that you do on YouTube for for uh, videos for makers is wrong. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it just doesn't it doesn't apply. There's no makers out there that are making videos saying, "Hey, this is how you oh, make a successful I yeah. channel." Right. Interesting. It's just like this is how you make a successful channel, and the right. And the, <clears throat> the main thing that people tell you on YouTube on how you make a successful channel is to watch somebody else's channel and copy it, basically. It's like, okay, well, watch what this guy's doing, figure out what he didn't do, and do it better. Mm -hmm. Whereas, if you do that in the makerspace, you're just doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. Right. Right. And there's a lot of cookie-cutter type, you know, this is the project, this is how we do it. That's a little bit of my concern. Like, that's... My concern is like I don't want to, I don't want to just do the same thing, you know. So that's the thing. So and this is this is what I've learned. I've I've come more to a head on this like pretty recently because so I had one video that just blew up. It's at like nine hundred thousand views. Which one Jesus. was that? Uh, it was uh, it was how to burn wood. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. And that was that was what started everything. Before that, I had a couple hundred subscribers. I would get a subscriber every couple of days, and I was happy. Now I'm pulling like a hundred subscribers a day. Everything's growing. Everything's doing good. Right. I still. I've even gone back and made another video along that same veins, doing kind of like a gator finish. Yep. Yep. Um, and that video is not performing nearly as well as the first one. I don't know what it is about the first one. I've watched that. I've watched that video. 50 100 times it might be the thumbnail because the thumbnail is really interesting (laughs) the thumbnail is pretty interesting and and i have gotten a lot of that too right but since then i uh so i did and and i did this because my wife wanted it too so it was not just that (laughs) but i did a how to distress wood Mm -hmm. video Mm -hmm. um that video has done really poorly Mm mm-hmm and everything that everybody tells you is that that video should have that that should have been a viral video, right? Um, now, granted, maybe it's maybe it's the content, maybe the content's not there. But uh, when I do my research on that for keywords and everything, right. like there people people search the crap out of that uh, about uh, out, of, right. oh, out of li- that. Listen, I I. Before I even knew that YouTube and Instagram, like this whole maker community was a thing, that was one of the videos I searched for because my girlfriend wanted some distressed wood shelves. And I spent, I looked at maybe like probably 10 different YouTube videos. None of them gave me anything. So, but yeah, but so I'm a perfect example. That is definitely something people search for. And the thing is, that video hasn't done very well. That's so weird. Yeah. Honestly, like every like all the keyword searching and blah 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 and all that stuff. Well, and those brushes and so, that the, the brushes that you got off of Amazon or whatever, the blue and orange. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I would have killed for that knowledge back when I was looking, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those things are amazing, too. The funny thing is, um, I can't remember, uh, Inspire Woodcraft, I think is who, um, he had those in a video, and I bought them, and the first time I used them, they didn't work very well. Hmm. And the thing was, like, I, I think I didn't burn the wood deep enough for them to be effective. So but you have like, to burn the wood first for them to... Well, you don't necessarily, but okay. for what I was trying to accomplish. Okay. It just, it didn't do, basically anytime that I do burnt wood, I, I was taking a wire brush, but the problem is when you do a wire brush, you get tool marks in it. That's what, that's what I used and it, was, it did not work at all. Right. So the, the, the better thing to use is a, is, is a uh, nylon brush, but I was using a nylon, like a toilet brush, like, you know, something you oh, have yeah. to clean the toilets. And the thing is, it's just a lot of elbow grease. Right. So when I found those... I was like, oh, these are going to be amazing. The first time I used them, they didn't work with the crap. And the thing was, I, I hadn't burnt deep enough to, to get it to like really remove the char. Gotcha. Uh, those things are amazing. Yeah, because well, cause what, basically what you're trying to accomplish is you're just trying to dig out the soft wood and leave the hard ridges, right? I mean... Right. When you burn wood, all, what you're doing is you're, you're burning out all the, the soft cellulose material, right? Right. You want to burn anything that's soft out... And then you want to scrape that out and and just leave the hard. And that's mm-hmm. that's what makes it more weatherproof. Uh, you know, that's what makes it, well, I mean, that's what gives it that cool texture. That, you know, that, that's the whole thing. Right. Totally. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm really, I really do enjoy watching wood burning videos. I know that it's some people, there was a conversation in the I Like to Make Stuff group on Facebook and somebody posted just this beautiful table with they did burnt wood and somebody posts like oh good 1985 made a comeback and i'm thinking what, what are you what? talking about like dude i made i made a nursery sign for someone burnt wood and they lost their mind they thought it was the most beautiful thing ever it's like <laughs> i don't understand i sometimes i see the criticisms of videos and i just go where are you living dude like well, what is I think what part of what it is is that there comes in these like waves where oh yeah that's it, so like we the, know that Shushu though Yvonne, am I saying that right Shushugivan I don't even know close but enough <laughs> it's like that came in a huge wave and then disappeared again and like and what you're doing Nick is not that that like, you're no, doing it's something right. different right but it I think that's where some of the backlash comes is like every all everyone that's making making videos on YouTube. Do one thing, well, and then they overkill it's the it. algorithm, right? I mean, because yeah. because what happens is, you know, if you're if you're a YouTuber that's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say chasing numbers, but I mean, in the end, every YouTuber is chasing numbers, whether they're doing it consciously or subconsciously. So if you're chasing numbers, there's a few things in the maker community you can do right now to boost your numbers. One of them is make a video about a river table because as annoyed as we all are at seeing them, right. they do really freaking well. Everybody wants to do river tables. Everyone wants to do live edge this and slab that. Everyone wants to do, everyone's starting to play with resin. I did a resin video with no subscribers <laughs> whatsoever and it got 450 views. Yeah. It's the most viewed video I've put on YouTube in probably about 10 years. Right. You know, so you never really know, but what you do know is YouTube is driving people to certain things. Right. And that's definitely skewing what we're seeing, you know. People oh, yeah. are making videos because the algorithm is kind of pushing people to make those videos. And I think there's some of that. And I also think, though, it's also like you see something and you get excited. Like, at least I, oh, I've yeah. been guilty of that. You know, like, 
people are doing it. And it's not that I'm chase trying to do what everyone else is doing. It's like, oh, that's a new thing. I'm super excited about it. Like, a perfect example of this, and I'm totally guilty of it. Um, but I, was, I will say that I, I was pretty soon after. But when um, Chris Alimony did the crayon melting thing, right? <laughs> oh, my God, right? That blew up, mm-hmm. and everyone did something with crayon. But, like, but I saw his video, and I was like, that is cool. Like, I just want to try it. I don't, I'm not going to do anything with it. And I made um, – I had just gotten a poster from um, – David Picciuto, the Keep Moving. I don't know mm-hmm. if he either... Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one, too. Oh, do you really? Oh, I bought the... He put it up for patrons. I ordered it the second he put oh, it up. I, so I, I have I got, one like, one here. of the three that was from non for non-patrons, but... Um, <laughs> but I got that, and I was like... It was right before WorkbenchCon last year, and I wanted... I was just like... And Chris had just come out with that video. I was like, all right, I need something to... I need a frame that is something more interesting than just a frame. And so I took, took a frame that I got at uh, AC Moore or whatever, and I routed out a channel, I did the crayon thing. And again, I wasn't ex- trying to copy him or anything. I just thought it was a cool technique. But I do think that everyone floods the crayon scene and then it gets saturated and everyone's sick of the crayon scene, but th- right? But there is a certain amount of, and I, I'm pretty sure it was either Bob or David Picciuto on one episode of, of Making It was talking about how sometimes, you know, for the average person, you know, as makers who are very engaged in the maker community, we look at these things and we go, I am not making that. Everyone's made it, right? Right, right. But then someone who's watching the video just likes the thing and just wants to make the thing. They're not trying to make content. Right. They just like the thing and they want to have that thing and say they made it. We, I've seen this discussion. Photography is a very good example. Mm-hmm. Um, where someone will go to the Eiffel Tower and take the same picture that everyone's taken. And you go... Why are you taking the same picture? Well, the reason they're taking the same picture is because they've never taken that picture. They've never yeah, had right. the experience of taking that picture and then showing it to people saying, look, this is the picture I took. And well, yeah, it's a famous shot. It might be cliche, but it's the picture I took. It's my photo. Right. You know? And I've taken it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing, too, that we forget when we're because we're so all of us are so like involved in this tight knit community and it it is a small community when you actually think about it, right? We talked about it last week where it's like everyone outside of WorkbenchCon has no idea who Jimmy Dress is, right? I mean, 65,000 like, people go to a conference center and everyone outside is going, I have no idea who these exactly, people are going to see. Exactly. <laughs> so I was at a, we- uh, was a wedding a couple weekends ago and like, so with my high school friends and like one of them had found me on Instagram. I don't publicize it with my high school friends, you know, or whatever. And, um, and so then they all started talking and all of a sudden I was like the builder, right? Um, and one of my friends was like, oh, have you ever seen those things where it's like a table and like, and in the middle, like, it's like two, two pieces of wood. And then in the middle, they put this, like this, I don't know if it's plastic or glass. I don't know what it is, but it's like a river and I'm like a river table. So like 90% or way more than that, probably 99% of the world doesn't know what a resin table is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. we're all sick of it. What? Were they high? <laughs> uh, there may or may not have been some uh, substances being, but Inha- mostly bourbon. Mostly bourbon. <laughs> some uh, chemical enhancements mm-hmm. being done. <laughs> Man, it's like a river table. It's it. I I look I look at some stuff that you know, like even with okay. So with the Glowforge, right? If you have a Glowforge and you've not made an edge lit acrylic lamp, like what are you doing with your life? Like that's the hello world of owning a Glowforge mm-hmm. is making an edge lit acrylic light, and. I am. I think they're cool, but I'm not impressed by them. 
But when I show people the ones I've made, they're like, whoa, that's the coolest thing ever. How does that work? How does the acrylic light up just where you engrave it? Like, how? what's the science? Like, what's going on? And this is amazing. I, I think I can't you're talking you about me that. because remember when I was on that other podcast and well, I was like, what is it? Good point. Like, oh. Good point. That was you, actually. That was me, yeah. That was, you were one of them. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I've, showed, I've showed my in-laws, like, pendants and stuff that I made. And they're like, you know, like, where, where do you – how did – you do that like how do you get the stuff to stay in the middle of the frame like how does it stick and it's like you know and you know to right. us we understand this stuff and we almost take it for we really are bad at this but we take it for granted mm-hmm. you know oh, we yeah. we do this stuff and it's like oh yeah it's what we do you know like how'd you get that how'd you get those letters so clean oh i cut them on a laser you did what what's a, you, you have you a laser, laser? Right. like a, a laser, a laser like pointer like yeah. with a laser pointer how like you... the one you chase your cat with yeah, like right. <laughs> well but, so nick what so speaking of chasing trends and stuff like that, how do you come up with like what your next video is going to be or what your next project? Like, do you have a process or is it just kind of what comes up? Bernie, pay attention. I have a new process. Oh yeah. Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. Um, because originally my whole idea was make cool shit. Yeah. Right? Like that's, that's it. Just, just whatever it is. Ma- as long as just, it's cool, just, yeah. Just just make it. I I want you to you got you guys hit on a lot of things. Like, I want you to be along for the ride. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not going to do a voiceover. I'm not I'm not the god guy talking to you. Like you were in the shop with me. You were looking over my shoulder. We're building this together. That's I love that feeling. Yeah. By the way, totally. So and good. And that's the thing. I'm like, you know what? A lot of like other people do it a different way, and that's fine. Right. And, and and I watch their videos. There's nothing wrong with that. But but me, I, I like I want you to I want you to be there with me. Yeah. So uh, when I when I quit my job and when I went full time, I was like, I have to, I I have to understand YouTube and I have to do the YouTube way. Mm-hmm. And. I tried that, and my videos have been doing really crappy. <laughs> so the thing is, I'm going to make cool shit. Because, because here's what I didn't understand about YouTube. When I started my YouTube channel, this channel, there was a channel before this, um, which is about me and having twins um, that just never really did anything. But when I started this channel, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna make a ton of money on YouTube, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna quit my job, and I'm gonna be famous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever thought I was gonna be famous, but I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And then it maker was like, famous, right? Maker right. famous is different. maker famous. Uh, I will see. I didn't know what maker famous was at that point in time. My <laughs> wife wanted a freaking desk, man, I, <laughs> and I thought I'd, I, you know, I thought I'd film it, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that, that's how old I am. I, I filmed it. Um, <laughs> Two canisters and a crank. All right, get everyone lined up. Let's go, let's go. Yes. This is a talkie. Make sure that everybody has their... Uh, everyone remember, it's 24 frames per second. Walk slowly, walk slowly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but along the way, like, people started asking me questions. <laughs> like, how do you do this? And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. You, you want my... Opinion, you, like you, <laughs> like you didn't just watch this video to watch this video, and right. it like kind of clicked, right? I mean, it's like right. All of a sudden, and, right. And I'm teaching. All, this, <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I have these, I have these twenty thousand some odd people 
not all of them, obviously, but like I communicated with them on a daily basis. Right. I, uh, you know, uh, a couple a couple days a week, we there, there's a little community tab on on in YouTube, and and I put something out there, I ask a question, or or sometimes I just share part of my build so far. Um, but people are like into it. That's they, actually they interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I was that uh, was really shocking to me at first and then i realized well shit this is this is what it's all about it's yeah. not it's not about me being famous which honestly i i kind of say that in jest i don't i don't ever want to be famous right i yeah. like you know i'll, I'll take my you'll, small... you'll you'll be maker famous that's yeah. about yeah maker famous is is fine because that yep. means i could still go to like a regular event and nobody right. knows who I am, and I can stand in the corner, and I can drink good whiskey, and everybody else can screw up. Unless it's unless it's WorkbenchCon, and then you're gonna be no. <laughs> <laughs> you get swarmed. <laughs> I love I, I I love the idea of no, yeah. you know we are so big. We've talked about it so many times, but I'm the more I get, the more I put into the community, the more I feel like I get back from it. Right. And it's mm-hmm. I know it's the cliche that everyone loves the community, but dare I say. This is gonna sound cheesy. No, <laughs> <laughs> you almost did it. <laughs> it it it's true though. But yeah. the community is what makes this so good. Like, even when you only have a small audience, if your audience is engaged, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. When your audience oh, yeah. cares what you're doing and they comment on your stuff and they share your posts and if you're selling stuff, they occasionally buy something from you or right. they seek your advice or. I love, I get way more messages on Instagram, people just asking how we're, how I'm doing, people mm-hmm. checking in, people doing the, you know, how to, how, hey, this is really cool. Can you give me, you know, give me a pointer or two? I want to try to do that. And I'm like, wow, I've become the guy that I used to seek out right. for some people. Like there are people who look up to me in the way that I've looked up to people above me for so long. And it just comes back to the Frank Shamrock, right? The mm-hmm. plus minus equals. It always comes back to plus minus equals. You hang out with people. You hang out with people who are above your level, people who are at your level, and people who are below your level. You teach the people below you. You work with the people at you, and you learn from the people above you. And it's amazing how accurate that becomes. The more you grow your community around you, and the more people you surround yourself with, because there's a, the larger the larger that mix gets the more you start getting out of your community and it's just fantastic it's it's it so fun i mean no it's and it's it's something that's very like it's so like so i don't have a i mean to some people i have a huge following to other people i have a very small following on instagram right um and so this happened actually last night so somebody had posted and commented and and they'd been i'd seen them commenting on my posts and i recognized the name and again as you get when i when when I, way back, you know, half a year ago, six months ago, I knew basically like everybody that followed me and I knew, you know, I knew them and I knew when they liked my post. And then I've had, I've been lucky and had a couple like big jumps and, um, and it's just hard to keep track now. Right. So there's people that are following me. Right. Right. There's there's people that are following you that you, you don't, you don't not follow back on purpose. Right. It's just the nature of it. 
And so this person had been following me and had been commenting on my post. So I was like, oh, I hope I'm following them. So I looked and I wasn't. And I looked at their feed. They did great stuff. And they were super engaged and they were just super nice, everything. So I followed them. And um, and then like maybe 10 minutes later, I got a, a DM that was just like, oh my God, thank you so much for following me. Like, <laughs> I really appreciate it. I love your work. All this. I'm like, it's so refreshing to see that right it's just like right. and but i also remember being that guy right like i it's yeah. it is hard getting started and so it, i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but it was just it was a moment where i was just like i'm not big but but i am bigger than some and yeah. i know that how hard it is to be smaller than i am right like it's just it's one well, of those weird things yeah well it's it's built it's it's building a community which is part of it, but it's also building an audience. Right. You know, when you you start, when you get to a point where someone starts following you and you have no idea how they found you. Right. No matter how small your overall audience is, those first few people that start following you out of nowhere are going to be like, whoa, this is cool. Right. Like, these aren't people who know me. They don't know me through somebody else. This is just someone who saw my stuff and started following me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my audience is smaller than yours. But every once in a while, I'll get a follow, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Right. And that's cool. <laughs> like, they're not connected to anyone I know. They right. don't have, like, one of the cool things you could see on Twitter, you know, who this person's connected to. Like, oh, oh they follow yeah, yeah. 20 different people that I know, so of course they're following me now. Right. But, you know, when, when I look at my Twitter, I looked at my analytics today, and I don't even know how the hell this happens. It just, I have 140-something followers on Twitter. My Twitter is just useless, right? Then I have 78,000 impressions on my tweets this month. <laughs> and I'm like, who's reading this? Right. Nobody's, nobody's <laughs> following me on Twitter, yet 78,000 people are reading my tweets. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you realize, but that's when you start to realize that you actually do have a reach. Right. And right. so, like... I imagine somebody like Nick, your your reach is bigger than either one of us. It's got to be mm-hmm. like crazy, like to, like if you think about a room, like okay, New York City FC, my favorite soccer team, they're drawing an average of eighteen and a half thousand people this season. So Nick, your audience is bigger than the people that go to watch my favorite soccer team. Wow. So That's it's crazy, like right? it's right when you think about it, like wow, twenty four thousand people, you know, and in the grand scheme of things, where Casey Neistat's a good example, he's got ten million subs, right? right. But you don't need 10 million subs to get something back out of your community, your audience, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you're putting your stuff. It's so let me, but so this is something like I almost worry a little bit, like as I get bigger, like I, that's what I like is those connections. And it's just like the bigger you get in some ways you lose those connections somehow. I don't know. So here's the cool thing. That ins or Instagram. Sorry, I'm looking at Instagram. Um, that YouTube is is doing that. I haven't. It hasn't rolled down to me yet. But what they're they're instigating a thing where um, if somebody comments on your video, mm-hmm. you can. There's like a tab you can click or something. Like I said, I haven't seen it. I don't know exactly what it looks like. But you can go see any other comment they've made on your on your channel at all. Oh, that's great. And I'm like... That's super cool. That is really awesome because there is people that comment on every one of my videos that I don't realize until 10 comments in or something (laughs) that 
Because I always try to go in and, and respond to everybody's everybody's comment. But if your comment is like, hey, cool video, bro, I'm like, oh, thanks, bro, and I'm done. <laughs> but if I know that you've commented on every one of mine, I'll be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you know, thanks, Ethan, man, I really appreciate it, or it's something along those lines. And there's no way to track that other than you have to remember everybody's freaking screen name. Yeah. So I mean, right. when 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 they when they push that out to everybody, that it's like on on YouTube at least that'll that will be well that it basically really turns your YouTube channel into a social network where you have a your your comments your past comments become mm-hmm. your profile, and you mm-hmm. see if someone's contributing something of value to your to your community, and you can you know interact accordingly. Right. Right. If if everything is like if every comment is like first, you're like oh, all right, you're not really worth any of my time. And well, the some... thing is, the biggest problem with YouTube is if you if you just watch YouTube videos and you you know you have an account or whatever, like you don't have any drive or reason to put up like a profile picture or anything like that. Right. So you have like the little, you know, whatever icon was assigned to you, and. If I don't recognize your, your, you know, your user handle, which if your name is, you know, Bob Jones, <laughs> that's not going to stick in my head. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I feel bad. Like, then I'm like, oh, shit, I've been talking to this guy. Like, this guy's been talking to me, like, over and over and over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was more than once. Who knew? Right, but if <laughs> right. you were in, like, a real-life situation and somebody kept coming up to you and oh, yeah. saw their face and <laughs> yeah, they said point. something to you, you'd be like, oh, well, man, I really need to give this guy a little bit more attention. Well, the other interesting dynamic with YouTube now is that they've pushed it onto so many, like, hands-off couch-type devices like TVs and, you know, the iPad version, people watch full screen. Nobody's commenting, right? I watch right. 90% of what I watch on YouTube, I watch on the Apple TV. I almost never watch YouTube any other way. I don't comment on anything just because you can't, right? So occasionally, if like something compels me, I'll grab my phone, find the video in my history, go into the comments and write something. But generally, everything I watch on YouTube, I watch YouTube like I watch television. So I sit in front of my TV and there it is. That's YouTube for me. So I imagine that mm-hmm. the community, the quality of the community goes down the more the good people start watching it on other devices other than a computer because you can't comment there anymore. Mm. And I've noticed that the comment sections in videos now are just not, they're not that great anymore. You know, there used to be a trove of information and now, yeah, there's obviously there's a few people that are still engaged that way. But most people, I, most of the people I watch anyway... The comment section is just like first, and you know, like, oh yeah, I saw this. Oh, that's cool, and you know, you're stupid. You know, that that's pretty much comments on YouTube now. It's yeah, no, I, well, I think there's still though. I mean, the reason, like, I comment on things even when I'm not actually adding any value. But I don't know, does it work on YouTube? Like, I know on Instagram, comment is adds to engagement, so that well, helps but that's the okay. That, so that's the thing, like on on Instagram. You can't watch it any other way. Your com- the comments on Instagram are like super right. duper engaged because people have to people are holding their phone in their hand and it's very easy to just grab your phone and start tick 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 you know yeah, yeah. type something out. You know it's so is it's, that, so how does engagement work with YouTube? Is it not the same? It doesn't feel the same to me. I mean, even on channels. Right, well, where Nick, I'm never can... commenting on your, any of your videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Nick, what, are you seeing? Are you seeing any like? Are you seeing 
overall quality down or am i talking out my behind here well, I, I mean honestly uh like maker videos mm-hmm. versus other videos the comments are like a lot less of a cesspool of people just being being ass yeah um but I would say this: is I am always surprised because I, Vincent, I'm like I'm like you. Like I like well, I watch YouTube holistically. I watch it everywhere. I watch it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I watch it on my iPad. I watch it on my you know TV when I'm running. I watch it on my my big TV when I'm sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm always dumbfounded about is like when I look at my analytics, ninety. Five percent of the people are watching it on a handheld device. Interesting. Really? And yeah. the, the analytics shows you that. That's cool. Oh yeah, it does. It definitely uh, does. See, I know nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, you can punch down like more than you probably really want to. And <laughs> uh, so much. Excuse me. Uh, so much that uh, I had a video that I'm trying to find the stupid thing, and of course, there's so many analytics I can't find it. Um, <laughs> there is. Some sort of Russian, uh, I don't want to call it a Russian YouTube. It's like a Russian uh, DIY channel, maybe. <laughs> that is it. Five minute crafts. <laughs> no, like it's it, like the whole the, like the name of it's in Russian and everything. And for the longest time, um, one of my top performing videos was is like ninety percent of the traffic was coming from that site. And it's all in Russian. I have no idea, like, how it got there. I don't know anything. I saw a couple of industrial makers videos on there. And I, I thought about reaching out to him and being like, do you have any idea? Because I don't know why this is here. And, and, like, I could see that it was, like, it was, tr- like, I could see I was getting traffic from there. But if I went to the website, I couldn't even find my video. So I, I, I never saw why or how or anything but yeah it's uh there's a youtube's got a lot of metrics <laughs> yeah if you're a number if you're a numbers guy they do give you a lot of information now see and, i love that stuff but i oh also boy. like i also like i get bogged you down do and it. you don't yeah exactly you, you love exactly. it and you hate it right right uh <laughs> because like i said you know i mean everybody's like oh man it's all about subscribers and I'm like, no, man. What I'm looking at is my average view rate. Yeah, I think it's view rate, right? I mean, that's way more important, right? Yes. Because average view rate and watch time, like right. Like, and I think I, brands I, I are getting shit. brands are getting smarter. I mean, it, so our my company it was funny. So we had our like annual sales and marketing conference, and you know we're they're starting to get to uh, use you know social influencers and stuff like that. But what I was like two years ago they started it and they used all these different like influencer food bloggers and stuff like that and this year they're using like three and and i asked why and i knew the answer and they're like well you know it's harder and harder and harder to tell now who has like real subscribers fake subscribers um you know all those types of metrics and and who actually has engagement and so Brands are getting smarter about what actually matters with, with what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're looking at they're looking now more at view counts than they am than they are at subscribers, which because, is what they should be. Like, right? Because you can buy follow- subscribers, right. and who cares oh, yeah. how many people are following you? It's about the eyes on on what you're doing, right? 
Well, if I can get my 20,000 subscribers to watch every one of my videos versus, you know, it, it, like Dice that's a is an outlier, but mm-hmm. somebody that has 100,000 subscribers, but their people may or may not watch their videos right. i mean that that's that's a big thing and that's the reason that that that's the reason i say that i want you to i want you to be there with me right come along for the ride right yeah because because i want you there on every bill you know mm-hmm. like like i don't like I, I want you sitting in the shop bullshitting with me right right? <laughs> right and that creates and that creates a level of familiarity which then increases your engagement and yep it makes you you know one of the things that we've kind of lost track of that was in old art is, you know, being a person. Right. You know, right. We, we are everybody being a person but not being a personality. Because there's so many personalities on YouTube and it's all about this one's a personality, that one's a personality, this guy's got his thing, this is his thing. And after a while, it's just like, is anyone on here real, you know? <laughs> when you find someone who's just like, yeah, I'm going to do a cool project, let's go, like, like Nick said, you know, I want you to come along for the ride. A lot of makers have seemed to become disconnected from their audience, and they're about, I'm going to make this project, and it's going to satisfy the contract I have with these sponsors. And right. there is, and look, I hate, we're in podcasting, right? It's just as bad in podcasting, if not worse. Well, right. I mean, you, you, people are doing this for a living, need to make mm-hmm. money. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I've never right. like hated on people that do ad reads and stuff like that because, that's what you got to do, and I have also, to. And again, if I support you as a as a person or as a content creator, I support you making money and being able to c- continue to create content. Right? I've never right. had a problem with that. But yeah, I get I get itchy when I see someone. You know, when their whole tool. I don't want to name the maker, but there was one maker whose whole shop was one brand of tool, the whole shop, and I'm talking down to tools I didn't know this company even made. Right. And the tool, it's just every single tool that they owned, as long as this manufacturer made it, it was the tool that they used. And it was the best tool ever. Don't question me. How could you even ask if this is a good (laughs) brand of tool? And then all of a sudden, all those tools were gone. And now they've got another brand of tool in the shop. Right. And and that's the kind of stuff. See, I know I don't fault people for making money either. Right. Right. I would never. I the second that Spotify made that Spotify made ads available to us, I added the ad insert mm-hmm. because you know what? Hey, if it pays, if it pays for the cast account or for the you know whatever it pays for, then that's a bonus. I don't right. need it to, but if it does, it does. Let it pay for itself if it can. Yep. But I can't handle yeah. the the phony. Oh, this product's the greatest product you're ever going to see. And then all of a sudden, quietly, all of them disappear from the shop. And it's like, right. okay, yeah, no, it, were I they good? Because if they were the right. greatest, you'd you still know. be using them, even if they're not sponsoring you You'd just anymore. cover up the name and put You'd a, paint put them white, over it. Right. as an example. <laughs> no, not that we know anyone that who, did that. Who paints their tools? <laughs> I don't no. know. Just I don't know why that in particular... Because that's something yeah. I, no, I'm no, very. I, I totally agree with you. I think because we all want it to be authentic, right? Like, right. and and I think we all value authenticity in this in this space because we all feel like we're part of this community, right? Right. So I think that's why it resonates and and kind of irks us the wrong way when when someone doesn't do something authentic. I think it's also because like, okay, let's say I was following this person with their first tool brand, right? And I bought a whole bunch of tools like, oh, these guys, you know, I trust their word. And look, these are the tools they use. 
and you know you're not a hundred percent happy with them but maybe you keep them because well screw it i already spent this much money and then all of a sudden that same person's going no these are the best tools now and it's like well what about all the money i spent listening to your Mm -hmm. word the last time and that's not to say better things don't come along but a lot of times it's like this brand and that brand existed at the same time when you told me that one was the best right you know no what i I think works really really well is when people if they make a switch, they explain why, right? And I'm cool with look. Yeah. I'm even cool with you making the switch, right? You know, but oh, it just it, it's it just hits me in a bad way because I like to make my decisions based on what smarter people do. Mm-hmm. And if I consider you a smarter person and you're just dicking me around for an advertising dollar, I'm not a happy person about it. Right. Well, so but I gotta okay. say with that, okay, one nobody has sent me a product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If for free and like okay so i like i haven't had any like endorsement like we're gonna pay you blah 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 but like that's weird i've gotten so many yeah, yeah i mean dude we're rolling in it why do you think we do this podcast <laughs> but i have had several people send me like a tool for free or a product for Fun. free and i just have never had a like I, I have never had anything bad to say about those. No, but that's 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 not really the same situation, right? Because uh, look, if, it's right. So, all right, if somebody outfitted your whole shop with with Ryobi tools and every tool you used was a Ryobi tool, and you're like, yeah, these are great. I would we be love. wearing neon green. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you know, six months later, all the Ryobi tools are gone, and now you have nothing but Makita tools. It's like, oh, yeah, I can't believe I ever used Ryobi tools. Now it's all about Makita tools. And it's like, all right, you know, we, we get it. You're just going to tell me everything that you're using at that moment that you're being sponsored by is the best thing. And that, I got to say, to me, that is a cardinal sin. And that will, in fact, one of the people who did that, I actually stopped watching. Yeah. I, I, I See, couldn't, I, would say, I, I don't buy into them anymore. I would say if I have to give you, like, if if I'm going to give you an overall endorsement like that, like, it's got to be Every real. Every tool you have is phenomenal. You better have outfitted me with every one <laughs> of your tools. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I better have used it. And I can say that. Right. right. And that's that's exactly, well, that's all I ask, and, by the and, way. And again, so for me, it would be, all right, if I did that, and then I switched, and I did use another, you know, drill, Right. I'd be like, this is the reason why I switched, right. right? Like, the rest of the tools, I still stand by those. Those are the, for the for what I do, those are the right price point and the right functionality for the type mm-hmm. of woodworking I do. But for this specific reason, I needed something different, and this tool does it for me. So it's nothing against that brand, right? right. It's just this tool does something that that brand doesn't, and... Or, right. or, or I would even accept... Look, I had a sponsorship deal with these guys. Right, they sponsored me, right. and now they're not sponsoring right, me. So right. now someone else is sponsored. Right. Look, I'm okay with that too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not unrealistic. If you're using right. nothing but Ryobi tools, I'm pretty damn sure Ryobi's sponsoring you because no one uses nothing but Ryobi tools. Right. Not that Ryobi's a bad brand. No, I love some but of But I have yeah. a ton of Ryobi tools, yep. and I use them daily. Mm-hmm. But I also have a ton of DeWalt tools. Right. Yep. You know, and I have quite a few Wen tools. You know, I have mm-hmm. other brands i'm not sponsored by any of these people you know so see yeah right <laughs> so we want to do you want to do uh I, I know nick i tried to message you while we were recording but we want to do a uh, thing of the week because i actually yes. forgot to come up with anything but i'm pretty sure i can think of something if ethan uh, can go first 
Oh, if uh, Ethan can go first. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know. Can Ethan right. go first? <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> all right. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys have ever heard of him um, or or his channel, but um, have you guys ever heard of this guy called uh, Johnny Builds? Um, oh, no. totally kidding, totally kidding. <laughs> I was just Wait. about to, I was just about to crack up laughing. Um, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, I, I was struggling actually today. I was thinking about it on my drive home as to what I was obsessed with this week. And I don't think I really have anything this specific this week, but what I will say is kind of an overall, and again, it's kind of a, whatever, the video that um, David Picciuto put out this week of uh, the lamps that he made. Oh, my God. They're Good like point. stand-up lamps with uh, glass or acrylic or whatever. And so here's why I – it. well, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. But the reason it, it, quint, uh, it solidified why I love his videos, and this is why. And th- so this is what I was thinking about. So – it's a great video. It is instructional and it's so creative. But what I love about it too is that it's so funny too. Like I just he adds this like humor in it that's not over the top and what I mean by that is the moment when he was you've seen it, right Vincent? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Nick, have you seen his video? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when he when he's like talking to um god, I'm like Dan cameraman Dan cameraman dan thank you are you talking about pounded down yes when he's talking about that and then (laughs) so i'm like where is he going with this and then he like goes into explaining that the pound sign is not the hashtag it was like so funny and yeah he just walks over so draws it out goes when we were young yes this was a pound sign and and i just was screaming at my computer i was like and it's you know chris you know it's like i don't know it's just so funny to me yeah um and Though that's why I love his videos. I think he's come so far too from the drunken woodworker. Oh where yeah, where it where it was so instructional, and now it's so much him. And I really do think it's him. Yeah. I don't know him. I haven't met him, but it it seems so much more like his personality, where it's kind of like he gets so excited about learning new things and trying new things and sharing new things, and and then this subtle humor in it is just so perfect. And so yeah, I'm oh, obsessed oh. with uh, make something TV. All I want, all I want is David Picciuto to just come in and remodel my house. Right. <laughs> like, I just want everything that he makes, all his patterns, everything. He's just I so love his about ret- it too, I love that you know? retro modern. Right. Like, oh, we, yeah. were, we were playing a game. There's a game on the iPad and the iPhone called Kami, K-A-M-I. And by the way, if you haven't played, the, it is literally one of the best. Kami? If, yeah, if you're into puzzle games, you can, that will suck hours away from your life. It is one of the best games on the iPhone. And one of the patterns looked like something he would use in a, in a thing. So I took a screen grab and I posted it on Twitter. I said, my wife and I are fully convinced that you designed this level. He goes, wow, that's an awesome pattern. You know what? I probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? But, that, yeah, no, David Picciuto is awesome. He's Absolutely terrible. awesome. I went, to, uh, I went to comment on that video, that video you're talking about, Ethan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know pound something in or whatever <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> and uh and so i i of course i did comment that but uh somebody commented like right before that that was like 
even if I hadn't known this is you, I know that's a Bushido. <laughs> and I'm like, that's totally. his thing. Like, yeah. he totally. wants to have a brand. And I'm like, dude, you don't want to have a brand. You have right. a brand. And there's nothing over the top about it either. Like, that's nope. what's... No. It's very subtle. It's just the his look, his brand. It's, yeah. it's him. Right. If yeah. you look at that, if, if you put that in front of me and said, who made this? And obviously, you would have to qualify and say, which one, you know, what maker made this? I would go, oh, it's David Picciuto. Like, right. the, especially the one with the blue and the red, the the more, oh, like, yeah, cellular-looking one. Yeah. yeah. It's I like would, a lava I, lamp, right? Yep. I looked at it, and I went, oh, my God, I've got to make that. And I'm already planning out how I'm going to make one with the colored acrylic that I have downstairs with my Glowforge. Because awesome. I need to make one of those, like. I don't even know why I want to make one. I just think they're cool as hell. So. I don't know why I want one. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually do have one, and I can't believe I thought about using. I thought about this before, and I'm actually going to. I'm going to use what I thought about before. So I sh- just forgot I thought about it. Um, <laughs> I follow a channel, and I've been following her for a really long time. Um, when I got my cricket back in September. Was it September? I think it was September um, when I got my Cricut. I started following um, Kayla McIntosh on YouTube. She has a channel called Kayla's Cricut Creations. Yeah, yeah. And as far as I know, there is nobody on YouTube that's better with the Cricut than Kayla. Kayla is absolutely fantastic. Hmm. She makes the Cricut the easiest thing in the world to use, and she does projects that are mind-bogglingly good. And the last project she did... She did um, mason jar tea light holders. What? And they are unbelievably beautiful. I mean, they're just, they're perfect. And I know they're not the most masculine thing in the world, but they're beautiful. And I am absolutely going to attempt it. In fact, I'm a patron of hers, and I was chatting with her about the technique she used to actually, to actually paint the jars themselves. And I'm going to try something a little different from what she did because she had a little bit of trouble with it. But the end result of this of this project is just gorgeous. It, the video is called DIY Chalk Paint Mason Jar with Tea Light. I'm um, checking I'm, it out now. Obviously, it'll be linked in the show notes. Um, she's I'm checking got, it out on my mobile device, though. Vincent, oh, look at it. you. <laughs> but yeah. you. Even ruining. <laughs> what are you doing? You're screwing the algorithm up. But her videos, her videos are great. She does a great job of explaining, not just explaining how to do things with the cricket, but why you do things the way you gotcha. do them. She's, she's just amazing. She's super talented, super passionate about this very specialized thing and very good at it. So, yeah, I'm, Kayla McIntosh is my pick of the week. Kayla's Cricket Creations. And we'll have the links, obviously, in the show notes. Awesome. Nick, your turn. So are we doing... Ethan Carter Designs. That's your pet. No. Wow, look at that. <laughs> That's where I was going. That's You're going to pick the going. Because We Make podcast. What a great guy. Well, I love oh when our God. guests yeah, pick Those our are podcasts. two great picks. Yeah, really. Are we doing what we're obsessed with, or are we doing like creators we're obsessed with? No, anything. Yes. Anything you're obsessed anything. with. Right. We, last week, Brandy picked Meditation and, and Heart. heart. Oh. So anything that's got your interest this week. I am obsessed with the ArborTech... <laughs> oh, I saw that. As evidenced by the picture on your Instagram profile today. I, it, it is, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's like cutting wood with, it's, it's like cutting 
wood with butter? Wait, so wait, wait, wait which one do you have? I forgot from the picture. I saw it, but is it the turbo plane? Yes. Okay. I have that, and I've yet to use it. So they sent me out one. I asked them for one. They sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't used it yet. And the thing is, I part of the, my, my next build is I, I have to... I have to carve a gigantic spider. Awesome. Uh, Halloween? Yes. Nice. Uh, but I was I decided to use it a little bit today to see how it was how it would work and it's it's amazing. Anything I've done with an angle grinder has been with a flap disc. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, but it takes a little time. The turbo ta- the turbo plane takes no time. <laughs> is it <laughs> Is it, like, what's the pull? Like, is it, like, do you feel like you have control, or does it... You absolutely feel like you have control, but if you... This is what I was not expecting. (laughs) If you just turn it on, if you're just holding it, you turn it on. It spins so fast and has enough pull that the the grinder will move in your hand. Really? Like, you, you have to make sure that you have a hand hold on it. Huh. And even when I was carving today, I was carving uh, some spider web for a bar cart. And uh, I felt like I was, like I kind of had it up on a bench and I was cutting with it. And I felt like I was, I was too high up. Like mm-hmm. when I when I carve the spider, it will, uh, like I'll make sure that I mount it lower because I, I just felt like I was not as in control of it as I should be. But... The thing is crazy good. It is definitely worth what it's worth. Like, which that was the thing. I like contacted them. I'm like, hey, I, I yeah, they're not cheap. I mean, no, they're not cheap at all. And you can I'm resharpen totally... them, though, from what I've heard. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can absolutely sharpen. Yeah. Ah, uh, but yeah, it's uh, man, I uh, I bought one of those Harbor Freight like chainsaw deals. No comparison. No comparison. The uh, the turbo plane is is leaps and bounds better. I think everyone that uses I got to get me one of these. Everyone that uses them just freaking raves about how cool they are. I like that other thing that they have. That thing with the um, soft cuppy sander, like the one that you can use for like when you're do- sanding like curves and stuff. It goes on the end and it's got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is cool. I mean, ArborTech makes some really cool stuff. They do, and they're very good at what they do. The funny thing is, like, I met them at uh, at WorkbenchCon, and the thing was, I was like, well, I don't really need any ArborTech stuff, and one of the guys gave me their card and contacted them, and I was like, hey, man, I want to, you know, he, he, he gave me a coupon code, and I forgot it, so I had his card, <laughs> and I contacted him, I was like, hey, listen, I want to... Can I still get that? <laughs> or, uh... Yeah, pretty much. I was like, hey, listen, I, I can't remember the, the card, and he's like, well, he's like, are you going to use our, you know, are you going to use our product in the video? And I was like, yeah, and he's like, well, I'll send you one for free. There it is. Uh, there it is. So you talk about you talk about a small channel growing. So we know, we know. And now next <laughs> month, next month when Arbitech, when somebody comes out to compete with Arbitech and they send you freebie, you're like, oh, I don't need no Arbitech anymore. <laughs> Screw Arbitech. Screw Arbitech. Arbitech's garbage, garbage. man. <laughs> I'm immediately gonna go to cuts all and be like, listen, Arbitech sent me some stuff. Oh man. <laughs> what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> so Arbitech, the uh, we'll put that link. We'll put that link in the show notes also. And um, if you have um. 
by the way, if you have an affiliate link or whatever that you want me to use, just uh, shoot it over to me, and I'll use that. This way, you get credit for it. Absolutely. Um, I yeah. will. Uh, I, I know I contacted them about that, trying to figure out if I could get like a little discount code or something. I right. Heard back. So okay. if I if I do, I'll send some. Well, awesome. I'll put it. Well, I'm putting this up at I don't know eight ish tomorrow morning. So you got a little bit of time. Um, <laughs> you and you're selling merch now too, right, Nick? I am selling merch. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So we'll have a link to your site and your store and all, all that fun stuff in the uh, show notes. Last question. Last question. Mm-hmm. I remembered it this week. Nick. Yes, sir. What represents fulfillment for you? Let's, uh, let's talk to two avenues. Okay. <laughs> uh, so fulfillment for me overall is is my kids um good answer so well the talking to two guys i have no kids exactly (laughs) i have cats i have a dog and a stepdaughter and a stepdaughter (laughs) there's a weird thing that happens to you when you have kids uh you whether or not you were the star of your own movie (laughs) you're no longer the star of your own movie right like you could be supporting cast you could be the best supporting actor but you're not the star of your movie anymore Hmm. yeah so my biggest motivation is my children and uh i actually so the original name of my youtube channel was was build it burn it um, and, and I think that's when I I think you still had that name when I when we started following each other. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, probably so. I mean, it's been a it was it was it was pre uh, WorkbenchCon, but right. it wasn't that much. Before. Yeah, but that was about when we started following. It was like like a month or two before, a couple months maybe. Yeah, and uh, and the thing was like once my kids get a little older, mm-hmm. like I want them to be in the shop with me. They. They they need to get their hands on. Yeah, that, right, that, you know that that's the whole thing. Like, that's hands, what it's get their about, eyes right? off an iP- off their iPads too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean, that's to, a dream, uh, right? Right. It'll, yeah. Yeah. The perpetuation of it is is that you know when I'm gone, mm-hmm. you guys will be doing shit with your hands. Right. Right. Like, right. You'll be. Vince and I realize I've totally screwed up your clean rating. By the way. That's <laughs> ah, fine. You haven't said anything so far that I have to bleep. So fine. I've been trying. Uh, and, and then I would say, uh, like fulfillment for me, as far as, uh, as as far as as far as my business, as far as my YouTube channel is is just engagement. Mm-hmm. My, I, like I said, I like I, initially it was like, hey, like I can make money doing this. But that's it's not really what drives me. Yeah. What right. really drives me is like the conversation. That's what and, gets you excited, right? Right. Yeah. And, and the fact that like, you know, we can one, I can teach you how to do things, but two, you can teach me how to mm-hmm. do things. Like mm-hmm. we can we can have this back and forth. And that's I mean, like to to have just a fully engaged audience i mean that's 
that's fulfilling to me. Right. That, like a channel to actually have those conversations. Like that's amazing, right? right? And your your style does lend itself oh, to totally. that. Your yeah. your kind your conversational style with your videos, your conversational style with your morning coffee break videos on Instagram. You I they just almost compel you to engage in some way, even if it's just a, a thumbs up and just hey, that that was kinda cool. I enjoyed that, you know. Plus so yeah, I think you're on the right track with that. That's you, you, but hundred percent going into that, I wouldn't have uh, like I wouldn't have like that wouldn't have been your any of that right. That wouldn't have been fulfillment going into it, right? Right, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's a that's a refreshing thing to hear, right? Like I think it's it's good to hear that because a lot of people go into it for money, and and that's an important part, right? I mean, that and is that's why so many burn. That's why so many burn out too, because right. if you're chasing money doing content creation. You're gonna burn out. It's almost a guarantee. It's just not a. Ma- it's a matter of when, not right. if. You have because... to get some enjoyment out of the. Yep. Engagement, right? Yep, a hundred percent. In fact, um, listen to the latest episode of Adventures in Creativity, which, of course, I don't have the number, but David <laughs> Swyduck talks about that in his most recent episode, where if the creativity isn't coming naturally, then maybe you're not creating the right stuff. Hmm. Right. And yeah. it's like maybe, and it's like, yeah, that's 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 actually really good, really good advice to follow. So, all right, um, I will have all the links for everybody in the show notes, all the things of the week, and all that fun stuff. And Nick, you want to tell everyone where they can find you? I'm uh, pretty much built at build everywhere. Cool, cool. Uh, so, I mean, if you, if you need to get a hold of me, uh, go to builddebtbuild.com um, or YouTube dot com slash build that build great or instagram build that build dot com yep which <laughs> which you're very i mean you're one of the more you're not as active in your feed but your stories is like i'm not kidding yeah. guys every single morning he's like clockwork you can set your clock you wake up you can watch nick like that's what you do you wake up you watch nick and then nick you go yeah, the reservoir dogs i love the f- Oh, oh my God! All right. What the hell? Is you gotta <laughs> cut that out. Holy crap! We, we made it a minute, man, a, an hour and thirty-nine minutes. I'm trying to minutes. keep it clean. Ethan. Wow! Come on, I'm man. So sorry. The f bomb came out of Ethan, the co-host. I know. I'm sorry. This is what you get when you hire a rookie. Uh, I know. <laughs> How many <laughs> times I've burned myself in the arm with a cigarette to not say it? <laughs> <laughs> right now. Jeez. Oh my God! Come on. <sighs> Well, now that you've dropped the F-bomb, is there anything else you'd like to say before um, we punch just, out? I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to just start contacting other people. So if, <laughs> if, if Ethan's not around next week um, or the week after, which, by the way, just, just, you know, I know we've been saying this forever. We have two guests lined up. Next nice. week's guest is a friend of mine, so that's going to be a fun conversation. And the week after, I can't even believe it's happening. That we got the guests that we got. Like yeah. that's that's how excited I am that's that it's happening. I'm, nice. I'm blown away, and it's going to be an amazing show. And they're confirmed, both of them, so they will be here. In fact, I had to book the second guest. I had to make sure I got into the calendar. So I am in his calendar. <laughs> so we will have them. We'll have them both in upcoming weeks. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Nick, for coming on. We really appreciate it. It was short notice and you were you were a trooper. You just popped right in. I love it. I'm into it. <laughs> well actually I actually think we're probably gonna end up having you on a couple more times because you're pretty damn fun to talk to. And just, what? What? Right. I love it, man. I love <laughs> I love your stuff. I love you. I think you're hysterical and I, I enjoy your videos every morning and like I said, they motivate me. So you're doing something right. <laughs> 
Um, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Uh, if you have a moment, please, please, please jump on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a review. We really do appreciate it. Reviews are what basically tell the world that we're a good podcast. And who knows, maybe one day we can turn this into a living and maybe do more than one episode a week. You never know. And you never know. We might do a giveaway very soon. And we're not going to tell you when we're doing it, though. So you got to, like, leave a review and promote the show. And we know we're watching. We know what you're doing. We know everything. We know all about you. Vince is like Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, everybody, have a great week, and we will catch you again same time, same place. Bye, everybody. Bye.